Bad Bad Valley wasn't the best snack for this. And popcorn's a terrible idea. Let's eat all of it really fast so it's not in the record. <laughs> Grab just handfuls. Welcome back to another here. I'm Stephanie. And I am Gregory. You join us once more as we delve into the world of tabletop RPGs. <laughs> what are we doing today? We're playing movie night and you're running it. We're uh, going to try and take turns with these things. I yeah. know the last one was a revolving DM. Yeah. But we're going to try and take turns learning the RPGs. Yeah, just to, if nothing else, just to take the pressure off one of us at a time, I think is, <laughs> is the main thing. What have we been up to recently? Um, holidays have just passed. Mm -hmm. We got some RPGs for each other. <laughs> this is true. This is true. You got me Death in Space. Yes. Which I'm really excited about. Uh, we're not going to be doing that in this first season. We almost certainly will be doing it. Yeah, the moment we're allowed to. Or the moment we have time for. We might even play that for fun and not record it. <gasps> Are we allowed to do that? No, we're not. Only we? joking. We'll anytime we play anything, we're recording it. There's no point in doing a thing without being observed. I disagree with that. That's super unhealthy. <laughs> you got me desperation from Bully Pulpit. I think Bully Pulpit are quickly gonna become our favourites. Yes. Bully Pulpit has a lot of really great ones. And that one is what I like to call a prompted RPG. So mm -hmm. you've got the cards that you lay down and that prompts you to answer questions. Not dissimilar to gloom in that way. A little bit. I think it just looks gloomy. I think that's what you're thinking. <laughs> I reckon I would put gloom down as an RPG, to be honest. <laughs> we can ask everybody. Is Does gloom count as an RPG? So we're doing movie night today. This one we mm -hmm. recorded a while ago. It's a charming, simple little one which harks back to... It's like Stranger Things and the Goonies <laughs> and E.T. and all of that sort of stuff in it. Are you ready to jump into a mystical childhood Stranger Things world? <laughs> yes, I am. Okay, we'll see you later. Movie Night is a game by Peter Frain and 77 Studios. This RPG is simple, all-ages tribute to the blockbuster movies of the 80s, putting you and your friends in the director's chair for your own story. It is very easy to learn and only uses the book, free printouts, and 1d6 per player. The game master in this game is called the director and will create the adventure ahead of time. Adventures are made up of a set number of scenes, making it very easy to determine the session length ahead of time. Each scene will have a number of bad things, either happen or to fight, and a difficulty level which applies to everybody. You only have a d6. You only have a d6. You picked out a very pretty one today. Thank you very much. Let's start by making a character. Okay. Creating a character is extremely simple. Choose which rating you have in the kid, nerd, and jock categories, what type of character you are, the gear you'll have, and any relationships that might help you out in the game. You keep track of your health in the form of hearts. You spend these to try again when you fail. If you lose them all, you are out of action, not dead, though other players may help you out. You may choose to hold your action for the scene in order to help your friends. Well, would you like to introduce us to your character and then I'll tell you how the game itself plays and what we're doing? Uh, I'm Mauve Enoch. I am the president of the AV club at our school, middle school. What's an AV club? Audio video club. Nice. We have 
a really cool VHS player that we just got in. Does Mauve remember the band Vast? Visual Audio Sensory Theatre. Amazing. Probably not. She's not that cool. She's in middle school. She hasn't been introduced to good music yet. But she thinks she does. She has a lot of imagination and mm-hmm. childlike wonder. <laughs> yeah. She wants to be a director when she grows up. Just like the storyteller of this particular adventure. Or I am your director. Well, hello, Mauve. It's nice to meet you. It's not important, but do you have a specific age in mind for Mauve? Uh, Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Well, Mauve. The way Movie Night is played is you can either do a campaign or a one-shot. We're going to do a one-shot today. So the story will be split into three scenes, and each scene will last a predetermined amount of time, which we've agreed will be 15 minutes per scene. Okay. And these scenes act as in the uh, act like the beginning, the middle, and the end of a movie. Mm-hmm. Okay? So Movie Night is supposed to be a storytelling device which plays on nostalgia. Because it's such a simple thing, it's really easy to plug in whatever theme you want. To run through this one, I've chosen to go with one of the themes it gives you in the book. So whilst you've got your character sheets, I've got a couple of other bits of paper. One is just for me to keep track of everything, which is a physical spreadsheet for me to keep track of it. But also, the book comes with these delightful little clipper boards... Can you print those out or scan them from the book? You can do either, yeah. when you If you buy this book, the PDF version comes with a separate PDF, which is all of this material you might want to print out. If you've just got the book, at the back of the book, you've got blank character sheets, shooting scripts, and clapperboards clacker, to scan and print out. The clapperboards are to indicate which of the three scenes you're on. So you've got the name of the movie, the number of the scene the brief description of what's happening in the scene, and the difficulty level. Okay. The difficulty level, you just choose a number, and this number will represent what you have to roll to succeed on anything. Without further ado, Mauve, welcome to the movie Dracula Comes to Call. There are a lot of great pre-made adventures loosely based around the classics like E.T., Jaws, and The Goonies, but there is a set of tables in the back to quickly build your own. This game is great for two or more players and can be completed in under an hour. You can find this game at 77studios.blogspot.com and DriveThruRPG. Now it's time to play Movie Night. Scene one, in which you discover a secret about an old haunted house in your neighborhood. You see, Mo. Recently, one of your friends at school, knowing that you quite like all the books and all the reading, presented you with a book which has taken your interest. It was written in the town you live about a hundred years ago, and it was written by someone who you have heard of called Van Helsing. It appears to be his journal. It's not written in a language you're familiar with, but you're pretty sure with all of your AV knowledge (laughs) that you could work out exactly what it's talking about. So, would you like to continue with your translation of this book to get to the real meat of the issue, or would you like to put it away and go off on some sort of campaign which we have not (laughs) planned for, which is what everyone loves to do. No, I think I'm going to definitely try and see what this book is about. 
Okay. How are you going to try and uh, read it? I think I would have definitely seen a lot of movies about mm. Dracula. Okay. So I think if I comb through all of the video cases that I have, nice. I might be able to find some clue well, as would, to where I can... Would you please give me a role? A role? Will this be for nerds? This will or? be to succeed in reading the okay. thing. Okay. Basically, with any role... You roll, and then you will try and justify why you're using various skills and that. Okay. So you could try and justify using nerd when you're throwing a punch. So like, oh, I read in a book that the best way, like a pressure point is this area and, st and stuff like that. So you can use, the wonderful thing about this is you can use any skill or any item for any attempt to, to do anything. So you're reading through the backs of various Dracula DVDs you've got at home. And you rolled a two, and you've got a nerd of two. So that brings me up to four. And the difficulty in scene one mm -hmm. is four. You succeeded. <gasps> it turns out that he was using a simple Caesar cipher. You know where um, just on the alphabet everything's pushed forward a couple oh, of letters? Oh, okay. So it wasn't a foreign language at all. It was... English. You read it and you find out that the house down the road, you know the old abandoned house that people used to pretend a witch lived there, mm -hmm. even though you know that was nonsense. Turns out, Van Helsing, a hundred years ago, went there a few times to try and vanquish a Dracula. A Dracula or the Dracula? It's a... You don't get the cipher perfectly. Okay. So it could be either, really. <laughs> now it's about 6pm. You have finished with your homework. It's the middle of summer, so your parents are fine with you going. It's a safe neighbourhood. Your parents are fine with you just going out for a couple of hours and playing. So if you want to... I know you're 12, but it's a really safe neighbourhood. This is like the 80s, right? Yeah. Oh, no one cares. It's no the one 80s. Cared, yeah. No one cares. <laughs> you can just go out. Just try not to get tetanus. Yeah, just before the streetlights come on, if you can. Would you like to go to this house and just try and find out what's going on here? Or would you like to uh, turn on the telly and watch one of these Dracula films Well, if instead? I know for sure that that is the... That's the house. That is... I've got to go investigate it. And you do know for certain the Van Helsing diary was definitely 100% talking about that house. There's not going to be any bait and switch. You're not going to get there and I go, by that house, what I meant was not that house. Like, <laughs> nothing like that. What, what gear have you got on you to take? Got my backpack with flashlight, candy, pocket knife, my long-range walkie-talkie, mm -hmm. my slingshot, and a little gadget. Um, I'm going to get on my bike and head down there. Okay. Out of interest, what sort of candy have you got? Snickers. Make a note of Snickers, would you? Snickers. And this long-range walkie-talkie? Yeah. Do you know anyone who has a similar long-range walkie-talkie? Like, if you were going to use it, would you be calling anyone in particular, or would you just be checking the different bands to hope to get someone. Well, I know I left the other one in the AV club, mm. like office where we meet. So it's there. Hopefully someone's there after hours because even though it's summer, we do like to meet. You're not just AV club members. You're friends. It's my best friends. Exactly. So off you go. You leave your house. Do you want to say goodbye to your mum and dad or anything? Absolutely not. Okay, fair enough. We are busy. They didn't notice you left, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> just because... Not a bad relationship. They're just it's, doing their own thing. They're giving... It's, it, in many ways, it's a great relationship. They're respecting you and giving you your own autonomy. Exactly. It's not negligence. 
Now let's go to a stranger's house and kill a person. Right. Yeah. So on your bike and the ride to this old house. It's only about five minutes mm-hmm. away. And it's it's a oh it's a pleasant evening. It's a pleasant evening. Like, you know those summers where you, it looks like there's going to be some really satisfying crunchy leaves, but when you walk on them, they're really sort of soft because mm-hmm. they've fallen off the tree just because a gust of wind knocked they're dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're probably dead now. <laughs> so as you ride through there, there's the uh, satisfying, like, of leaves rather than the... The time comes to pass. You go past quite a few picket fences, some white, some stained... But all of them that. But as you get closer and closer to this house, you notice there's something about the gardens in the other houses as you get closer. There, okay. There's not as many flowers, you know? The grass looks a bit bit more yellowy, a bit drier. Everything just seems somehow not quite as pleasant. It's weird, because you've driven down this path in your parents' car, and sometimes you've ridden along this path many, many times throughout your life. You've never noticed just how sh- shoddy it comes. Like the the picket fences are, they're more pick fences. Right? <laughs> they're of, just not it. But you get there. There's a uh, gate. The gate's locked, but it is a picket fence gate. Okay. So would you like to just push it hard? It might collapse under your weight would you like to vault over it or would you like to uh try and pick the lock or would you like to do something like jump over it yeah yeah would you please roll a die for me i got a one is there any way you want to use any of your gear or skills to try and bolster that or are you happy with it being a fail i'm happy with it being a fail i think no one's looking if I if I fail to jump over a fence, it's gonna be I'm gonna be sore. But but, but how does that happen? You definitely don't go over the fence. I definitely but, don't go over the fence. Yeah, but what happens? I get one leg up over it, and then my <laughs> pants get caught. Oh. So one leg is just kind of hanging there for a minute, and I have to uh, yank it free. Still on the wrong side of this fence. Still on the wrong side. Oh, for sure. How would you like to? Um... Like, as an option, you can just give up, obviously. Yeah. But would you like to have another go at vaulting, or would you like to... Um, um, I think I'm going to try oh. and push it. Is there a lock on it? You know one of those metal just latches? You just push okay. down the... But it's really rusty, so I don't know how easy it's going to be to okay. open. Once I use my gear, is that the only time I get to use it? I see a little check mark here. Once per session, I'm afraid. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and use my pocket knife to jimmy it open. Okay. I'll tell you what, give me a roll. If anything, it opens much easier than you anticipated. Your pocket knife in there, the gate swings open. Amazing. Unfortunately, though, the pocket knife does snap during the encounter. That's okay. But the gate's open. All that's left now is to walk up the path to the front door. Is there anything I noticed in the yard, other than it's just kind of shoddy? There's nothing particularly of note other other than there are three gravestones for Emma, Yemma, and Temma. <laughs> right. Okay. But the graves are open. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're dug up, Gross. and there's nothing inside there. Okay. Other than that, it just looks shoddy. It looks shoddy, and it looks goth as all, as all heck. There's nothing else there's of lots of, note. like black iron decorations yeah everything every bit of metal is curved a bit (laughs) and every tree seems to be branches and you're pretty sure in the background you're hearing 
<laughs> like that sort of thing's going on and on. But as you walk past, you get to the front door. And what a door. You're on a porch. The sort of porch that when you put your feet on it, it creaks. It feels kind of insecure, but it's creaking and that. There's a um, doormat on the floor saying, not welcome. <laughs> I want the doormat. And the front door is huge. Okay. You know, if you go to like a castle or something and there's those big old wooden doors, which are now been sort of secured open because mm-hmm. they could hurt someone if they fall. It's one of those with like the metal studs on the oh, door. Nice. There's a massive door knocker uh-huh. in the middle of the door, which again is sort of like a, a, a painted black steel or iron or something. What does it look like? What does the door knocker look like? It looks like a ring. But imagine the ring the size of a grown adult human's head. Amazing. So it looks like that. You know in the labyrinth, the rings that were inside the mouth? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like that, but without someone's face, just a thing. Okay. So you've got a studded door with that door knocker on it. You've got a not welcome doormat and a creaky porch wooden floor. Now your options are many, but I know you move. And you're keen to get inside this house. Mm -hmm. Now, what would you like to do? The immediate options are just try the door, knock on the door, try to do I'm not going to knock on the door. I'm going to try and push the door open. Okay, it is obviously locked. Well, obviously? It's either locked or it's very stiff. Okay. If you just push it, it's not open. It's not moving. Okay. And are there any open windows? There are not. All the windows, Mm. in fact, have metal bars in front of them. Oh, no. Possibly security, because 12-year-olds like to break in houses in this neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to knock on the door. With your hand or with the knocker? With the knocker, obviously. Because if it's an option. Would you give me your... I have to roll to knock on the door? It's a heavy knocker. Okay. The size of a head, though? Yeah. Okay. Three. How are you going to add to that? Uh, would you? Is there any way you could use your childish imagination or your smarts to try to um, adjust that? Well, she is a pretty big nerd, so she knows very well how leverage works. Mm. So she kind of puts one hand on the door and lifts up, knowing where the hinge is. Which successfully adds those nerd points to that roll. And you get one big sort of like, dong! It's not a bell. No, but you know, like when metal hits wood, it's dong! Okay, yeah. The door opens... And there are three strange-looking women in long, white, sort of ripped dresses standing there. And they go, who are you? (laughs) Scene! Scene two of Dracula comes to court, in which there is a sudden ambush as the brides of Dracula come after you. Can you talk your way out of it, or must you fight or flee? The three strange ladies are looking upon you, Mauve. And they go, seemingly in unison. What brings you to the house of Emma, Yemma, and Tema? What are you doing here, human child? Amazing. (laughs) Do they look human and just strange? Imagine a human, but thin and very pale and quite quite gaunt, 
But also, the way they're physically holding their bodies seems unnatural. You don't really know what you mean by unnatural, but you've never seen a human like this. You know computer games? Mm-hmm. You know the nurses in Silent Hill? Mm-hmm. They've got that sort of movement. Okay. So either they're some creepy undead thing or they're a phenomenal jazz dancer. Or they've got rickets. Okay, I am going to reach into my bag and pull out my candy bar. I'm going to say, hi, I'm Mom from down the street. I am with Pleasant Middle School, and I'm doing a fundraiser, and we're selling candy. Would you like to purchase any candy to help support our booming audio-video department? They seem to be thinking for a moment before one of them, the middle one, so you assume that would be Yemma, (laughs) says, I do like a Snickers. This is the last one I have available. They huddle together and you can hear them whispering. <laughs> You're pretty sure you hear one of them say, Master will not approve. And then they all face you again for parting a little. Come inside this house, Mauve of the AV Club. <laughs> Perhaps that stands for another victim. Do you want to come into the house? I or think do you want I will to... go into the house. I think I'm pretty confident I could find my way out if, if danger. When you walk in, you're in like a reception room or a foyer or something. Okay. So you could find your way out. If you turned around right now, you'd see the, the door open mm-hmm. that you just walked in. But it's, it's like a weird hunting lodge for the rich insane. There are bizarre animals like busts on the wall. You know... What are they called when you when you kill an animal if you're a hunter and you put their head on a plaque? Trophy? Trophies. We call them mounts. Okay, let's call them mounts. You see a snake head, a cat head, a dog head, something which has got a purple cloth over it. Goodness knows what that is, but it looks a similar size to the dog head, maybe a touch bigger. Like a little mouse head and that. So all of these mounts that you're used to, but with bizarre animals choices you can't see any lions or tigers or bears oh my (laughs) so mauve of the snickers and the av club would you give me the candy bar of course that will be five dollars instead of five dollars would you accept not dying. No, I'm pretty sure we have to have the $5. Listen, my friend ate all of their candy and their parents were so mad because they had to pay all of it back. We know what it is to have a master mad at us. <laughs> Very well. They reach into their ghostly pockets. Do they have current currency? Well, they pull out <laughs> a note and they hand it to you. What does it say? Is it a note that says you're going to die? It says I owe (laughs) you. I'm going to say thank you so much for inviting me. Put the candy bar back in. I have to have five dollars or else I can't Oh no! (laughs) The door behind you slams shut. Misty, maybe I could cut you a deal. Maybe you owe me the five dollars. I'll take that note. You hand the Snickers bar to Yemma, 
and so if you cross off candy, but if you add to your gear an IOU note, which okay. is very obviously written by Yemma. Okay. But when she handed she handed it you with her left hand. Okay. And you noticed on the ring finger of her left hand, there was a massive ring, like with a bright red stone. And in fact, all three of them seem to have the exact same ring on the same finger, on their same finger. Okay. Almost like a wedding ring, perhaps. Okay. But by the time you look up, you see Yemma in front of you, and you can't see the other two. Oh, no. Would you care to look around the place? <laughs> I think I would, yes. I could Very take a on. quick look around, and then I gotta go home. Temma! Show this AV member upstairs. Yemma... Now, this feels really bizarre, because Yemma passes through you, kind of like a ghost. Okay. And then she's in front of you. She goes, follow Yemma. And she walks up the stairs, and you feel cold hands on your shoulders, pushing you forward, who presumably this is Emma. Yemma is just down in the foyer still. You hear her. I don't have any intention to pay. <laughs> is she saying this out loud? Yeah. I love that. Emma's <laughs> hands are on your shoulders. Keep pushing you forward up these stairs. Temma leading the way. You hear Emma whispering, We have another one for you, Master. Oh, no. When we get to the top of the stairs, is there a way you can go left or right? Or is it just the top of the stairs is what's going on? There is only one hallway. There is, there are three doors. There's one to the left, one to the right, and one straight ahead. Mm -hmm. The hallway itself would probably be big enough for three people to walk side by side. Okay. So it's a wide hall, mm -hmm. but it is only going forward. So when we reach the top of the stairs, I'm gonna, can I tell which door they're leading me to? You assume, because I keep on leading you in a straight line, that you're going okay. to the far end door. When we get to one of the side doors, I'm going to be like, what's in here? And I'm going to open the door real quick. Give me a roll, quickly. Okay. Boy. What I don't do you... have anything to add to it. Are you sure? Do I need to? I thought... The difficulty for this one is five. <gasps> oh, no. Is there some way you're going to outsmart them by opening a door to add to the nerd? Or have you got any childish imagination to add to it? Would curiosity count as childlike imagination? If you can justify it, it does. I'm going to say I've never been in a house this big. I want to see everything, and then I'm going to open the door. I will accept that. So you add the two of the kid power okay. to the five, giving you a total of six. You open the door. You get away from the grip of Emma and the leading posture of Temma. And you find yourself in, in a room which is probably about, like, 40 foot square. It's massive. It's okay. stupid big. And all there is in there is a black grand piano. No one behind it. But you hear it playing. It's playing green sleeves. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's going to be stuck in my head for days. Yeah. In fact, it's already stuck in your head. How does it sound? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And as green I sleeves. I know green sleeves. Plays. If you look behind you, if you want to look behind you, Give a quick glance. 
Temer and Yemmer are smiling in the doorway. Oh no! And then if you look in front of you, if you want to look in front of you... I will look in front of me. There's two candelabras dancing. With each other? Separately. Oh, that's sad. Spinning around. They spin themselves round, right round, baby. God. Like a record player. Okay. Right round. <laughs> and from somewhere, you feel a gust of wind whoosh past your head. And there's a thick fog right in front of you. And from that fog, you hear a new sound, but somehow a familiar sound. Ah, ah, ah. I see you have found your way to my ballroom. I trust my wives have been hospitable. Forgive me. I am in a misty form. I should solidify myself. Say with me the words of power to make me whole again. Do you know the words of power? Miasma! And stood right in front of you, more, 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 more. There's Enoch. Uh-huh. There's Dracula. He looks exactly as Van Helsing had described him. Oh, no. What brings you here? Hmm? Do I have the book with me? You've got the book with you. But tell me, Can what I brings you here? Pull out the book and show it to him and say... Van Helsing made you sound so powerful, I had to meet you. We come to our third and final scene. Scene three of Dracula comes to call. It's time to rid this town of that pesky vampire once and for all. Oh no, I have to get rid of him? You don't have to necessarily. The difficulty for this scene is six. Dracula's in front of you. You have just shown him Van Helsing's book. Explain to me why you have this book. Jimmy in my AV club gave it to me. Jimmy? Yeah. Do you mean this Jimmy? Jimmy from your AV club comes out looking, oh, no. all, looking all vampired up. Jimmy the vampire now. Hey, man. Hey, Jimmy. How are you? Good. Come to get rid of the Dracula. Maybe. Yeah, I tried that. Didn't go well. <laughs> Jimmy, are you okay? Not, not so much. I'm a Dracula. Be gone, Jimmy. Sorry, sir. Jimmy goes away. Do I see where he went? Into the shadows. Oh, no. He's just hanging out in the room. In, in the, the shadows? Room, okay. In the room. So, my newly faithful Jimmy gave you this book, did he? He did. Where did Jimmy get it from? I don't know. You could ask him. He's just over there in the corner. In the dark. (laughs) I tire of speaking to Jimmy. I don't know where he got it. What do you plan to do with this book? Well, I really just wanted to see if you were real. You're kind of a legend. Do you know how many movies there are of you? I believe there are four. There's so many. Really? 
Yeah. Tell me of these movies about Dracula. I could just show you. I could bring the whole setup out here for you. You could. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, would you roll? This is essentially your rolling to see whether you can deceive Dracula. Okay. Or convince him. It might not be a deception. Okay. Who knows? But six is your difficulty. Okay. I'm going to roll with advantage with a gear. Mm-hmm. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and use my long-range walkie-talkie and see if anyone from the AV club will pick up. Okay. That didn't succeed. What happened? You got four with that. It depends. Who do you think is at the AV club? I'm hoping Mr. Partridge is there. Well. My, my friend. Well, thankfully. It's after hours, but what's Mr. Partridge's job? He's the history teacher hmm. full-time, but he runs the AV club after. History teacher full-time. Mm -hmm. He had a lot of marking to do tonight. Yeah. He couldn't concentrate on home. When he was home, he's covered in his distractions. He's got his favourite records, his favourite books. I don't know anything about his home life. He is teacher, the end. Oh, short thing of Mr. Partridge's home life. Yeah. He lives alone. He's very happy. He has a lot of friends and family come visit him, but he lives alone. He likes reading and watching movies. Like, he's a simple man, but a really good man. The only problem is when he's got lots of work, he can't really concentrate at home because he gets easily distracted mm -hmm. with all of his hobbies and the stuff he likes to do. So occasionally he'll nip into the school building to, when he's got a load of marking to do. Mm -hmm. He was in the AV room because um, the only one in Bloomin' lost his keys to his own classroom. And he hears you on the old walkie. And he picks it up and goes, hello? With his help, this can elevate to that three to a six, because it's three plus the one for the walkie-talkie plus the two from Mr. Partridge. Hey, Mr. Partridge. I have a question for you. Over. Morph, is that you? Over? Yeah, it's me. I am at the old house in my neighborhood. <gasps> did it to just gasp like that. I was wondering if you could bring that really new LED screen television to the old house. It's so important. Over. Well, okay, I'll be, um, I'll be there in about two minutes. I was just about to leave the AV club. Over. Could you bring that movie about Dracula that we have? Over. <laughs> yeah, which one do you think? That one based on the Anne Rice book? Or did you want the one from the 30s? Or did you want that other Dracula film? Over. Bring the brightest one. Over. Okay, I'll bring... Uh, what's that one called? That really good one. Over. Where they're in the van and they drive around the place. People listening at home are probably shouting at the um, podcast at the moment because I remember what it's called. They're in the van, they drive around. It's really good, but I forget what it's called. Over. Monster Squad? Over. No, not Monster Squad. Grow up. Over. I'm 12. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Why are you watching Monster Squad then? It's a 15. Over. Near dark, that's it. Over. What's that rated, Mr. Partridge? Over. Good point. I th Bring it over anyway. I have my parents' permission. Over. I'll have to choose to believe that. I'll be over. Oh, 
No, I didn't mean I'm finished. <laughs> I'll be along in about two minutes. Over and out. We've got some top-notch Dracula time coming. In which case, we will wait for this Mr. Partridge before I decide what to do with you and all of the blood in those veins. They may make a tasty snack. I wonder how many pints of blood are in you at the moment. One! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Say, not nearly as much as in Mr. Partridge. Well, I'm not sure if that's technically... Well, is he a big bloody man? Yes. Hmm. I shall prepare some snacks. So is Jimmy a vampire forever now? Well, forever or until I tire of him or someone stakes him through his undead heart. Oh, no. Would you like to kill Jimmy? I would find it amusing. Maybe later. Then it will pass the time. <laughs> Emma, Emma, and Emma, bring me my blood orange and blood sausage. Yes, master. There is a knock on the door. You can only assume it's Mr. Partridge. And then seconds later, you are here. Hello, it's Mr. Partridge. <laughs> you know it's Mr. Partridge. <laughs> Would you be a dear and answer the door for me? But if you try to run, I will kill you with Deal. death. With death? Mm. I'm going to go down the stairs to go answer the door for Mr. Partridge. Mm. I'm trying to think of a gadget I could have had mm. that would help. As soon as I open the door, I'm going to say, Mr. Partridge, yep. the real Dracula is upstairs. Okay. He's got Jimmy. What? We can't run or else I might die. Almost certainly. Is he going to kill you with death? With death, he said. That sounds like the sort of thing he would do. <laughs> is there any way I could come in to put... This telly's very, very heavy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we have to go upstairs. Sorry. Couldn't... Okay. <laughs> I'm going to grab the stack of cords and stuff. We're going to go upstairs. Could you Trudge roll upstairs. for getting the telly upstairs? Yeah. Am I helping him? You're helping him. Five. It's almost good enough. I hope you've got some smart idea of how we can take this upstairs. Oh, me back. Maybe I could ask the ghosts to help. I'm going to say, Emma, Emma, Emma. They appear. Mm -hmm. ah, that Snickers was lovely. I do owe you five bucks. Instead of five bucks, can I cash that in to get some help carrying this giant television upstairs? Yes. I'm sure you'll be able to watch the movie, too. You might be in it. Oh. Oh. Please let me see you rip that IOU. I'm going to rip it right now. She magics the telly upstairs like that. Amazing. It's now in the ballroom. The two of you, you and Mr. Partridge, have not gone up the stairs yet. The telly's now been magicked up there. It's all set up. Okay. Great. Do you want to go upstairs and watch the movie with Dracula, or do you want to try and run away for it? I'm going to go upstairs and watch the movie with Dracula. So you, Mr. Partridge, Emma Yemma Temma, Dracula and Jimmy, mm -hmm. are all sat down on the floor in front of the telly. Mm -hmm. And now the movie, if you please. Okay. So he's going to start the movie. Because mm -hmm. it's his equipment. So the movie starts. I've never seen this movie. Because mm -hmm. it's... Too high of a rating for me. It's. I have quite also violent. never seen it in real life. Does oh. it start real violent or? Yeah. Okay, hell yeah. I am gonna sit back and watch it with everybody for a mm. minute, and then I'm gonna take my slingshot and try and hit like the VHS player, see if I can get it to skip. Okay, go for it. Go for it. Let's have a roll. I got a five, and I'm using my slingshot. 
I don't know so exactly. It, it, it jams a works. little bit. Hmm. So I managed to hit, but since I rolled high and I succeeded, hmm. it, I'm going to shoot it and it's the little pebbles, yeah. like the little ball bearing type things. And it's going to go into the VHS player, like through the slot. Oh my goodness. So I'm hoping no one else saw it. No one saw it, no. But now it is jammed. What is happening to this movie? I want to see the film. And I'm going to go and I say, I think I've got, I think I've got something that can fix it. I'm going to try and go behind the thing. Everyone's waiting with bated breath. My gadget is a magnifying glass with four other magnifying glasses <laughs> on like a, a rod. Yeah. So I'm going to take my flashlight <laughs> and I'm going to put it on the magnifying glasses. Okay. And I'm going to try and shoot Dracula in the face with it. Roll. You're going to have to roll I'm combining for this. two of my gear. Does that still just count as one? No, that counts as two. Okay. That was a three. You can use a heart to re-roll if you want, or you can try and bolster that to a six with something else. Okay. So what the gear adds plus one? Per gear. So you've added Four plus gear. two. So that okay. comes to five. In I'm going to try and re-roll it. Mm-hmm. It's a two. Can I use more hearts? You can use more hearts. I got a six. <laughs> so I'm going to try and I'm going to act like I'm messing with the cords in the back. Mm. And then I'm going to pop out with the magnifying glasses oh. and the, <laughs> the flashlight pointed right at Dracula's face. He dies. How? What happens? The light gets magnified to such a level. Four levels. That is such level. That is four times. That is four times flashlight. Four flash, mm-hmm. right? And it hits him square in the temple, which immediately burrows a hole. And you see his eyes open wide. And he goes, "Damn the AV kids!" And his head explodes. <laughs> Little shards of Dracula fly everywhere. One of them. Hits Mr. Partridge in the face, uh-huh. which gives him a slight cut. Nothing serious, just a slight cut. A little bit of Dracula blood goes in it. But don't worry about it, that's fine. But Jimmy passes out, and you see the colour of his skin change to a more human pallor rather than the Dracula pallor. Emma, Yemma, and Temma go, Thank you for freeing us. And then they disappear. Their three rings clunk onto the floor, but they're gone. Freed, presumably, resting in peace. Dracula's body disappears. Jimmy's eyes open and go, Oh, where, where am I? Huh? Mr. Partridge? Mr. Partridge's eyes open and he looks up at you and just goes, Thank you, child. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! <laughs> and that's how you movie nights yeah how did you like that i liked it a lot i have yeah. questions ask did the soul of dracula get put into mr partridge or did he just become hungarian when blood touched him Oh. I have questions. Oh, well, that you will find the answers <laughs> to all of these in the sequel. Because the wonderful thing, we're just doing a uh, 
one shot where you can make it finish in a finite way or in a silly, fun, cliffhangery way. You can do what you want. But you've got the ability. There, there's additional mechanics in it, like we were saying right at the start, like the marks and that, uh-huh. which mean you can do a sequel or a whole franchise of films and stuff like that with the same characters sort of developing and doing all of that. Or you can do stories which are much longer, which have like, instead of the standard three scenes, you can do like eight scenes or to, or any number of scenes. But with this particular story, I think he was uh, infected with vampire. Part of the symptoms of vampire are your accent changes. Oh, well, that'll be really exciting to find out later. <laughs> and what I enjoyed about this, in a similar way to um, what happened with Business Wizards, it tells you to specify a length of time for each section. I really do like that, yeah. Mm. It forces you to be more concise. Because it is fun, and I do enjoy it with longer form RPGs, when you're spending like two hours getting them to open a door or something. that can, it, <laughs> it gets infuriating. It's The infuriation is part of the fun. But there's something about having a more streamlined version, which I really... I do, yeah. Some of my favorite RPGs have a structured time. Mm. And having a, a structure of beginning, middle, and end. That is amazing. It's really fun. <laughs> it's just one of those many things where limitations give you more options rather than anything else. What did you think of the system? The system which was so loosey-goosey. It, was, and... it really felt like more of a storytelling device. Mm. Which is the point of it, because I think this yeah. would work really well with children. Oh, yeah, it really would. Because it's designed for all ages. Like, it gives a few examples in the back of stories you can tell for more older audiences. They're not for more older audiences, like, they involve salacious material. It just gets more complicated. Okay. Because we did Dracula Comes to Call, and there were three encounter scenes, which is what we worked through. They have a list of extra scenes, if you've got enough time, there's a like you can do finding Van Helsing's journal, translating Van Helsing's journal, making stakes in a school workshop, sneaking out of the house, <laughs> saving an older sister or brother, persuading a grown up to help out, which you kind of did in mm-hmm. a way. But so there's extra bits you can add into each of those scenes. Okay, so you can kind of make suggestions, yeah, for <clears throat> actions that they could do. I really like that. Exactly, and you can break down each scene if you because uh, you could decide to give each scene like. 40 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. If you're doing that, you could break it down to, you find the diary, tell me about that, and let's do that. Now notice on the clapperboard, mm-hmm. it'll tell you what the scene is called, what the movie is called, mm-hmm. how many scenes. So this one is scene three. This is the last one we did. Yeah. A brief description. You set the difficulty, which I'm assuming increases each time. I mean, you can choose to do what you want, but okay. I I chose what is, to... What is the bad thing? Irrelevant for this story, but for this story, the bad thing throughout the whole thing is Dracula. Okay. In some of the stories, there's like several different big bad things that mm-hmm. you're aiming at. Dracula and werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> so you would just use this number for bad things to go sort of like, oh, that you're fighting, you've got bad thing one. Which, or in this scene, you've got all three bad things. Oh, okay. I really so like that. So that's, that's the, because this is the, the clapperboard is essentially a little guide for everyone playing the game. Like, this is, again, to keep people on target. Like, mm. this is what we're dealing with. This is the difficulty, because that the difficulty should be open knowledge throughout the whole thing. Like, mm. just so no one's shocked with what they, because you know, in D&D, 
one of the fun and frustrating things is you don't always, when you're rolling, you don't mm. know what you're aiming for. Yeah, that's true. Which can lead, if you've got a particular DM, it can lead you to potentially wasting uh, abilities that you can only use mm-hmm. once. For something like, oh, you only needed three to succeed mm-hmm. and you've used this powerful crystal of <laughs> killing or whatever. So yeah, it's just well, a nice was, little that's guide. really fun. And I really like playing Precocious. Let's go precocious. A little fun, precocious kid. Yeah. Mauve E had a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> Mauve um, E had a lot of fun on this night. <laughs> it, it's nice. I think it would be fun to do. Again, it works well as a two player. Yeah. But I think it'd be nice to try it with a group. And I think having this as a one shot, you're really striving to use all of your stuff. Yeah. Because I, I tried to use as much as I could, and I think I used everything, to be honest. And I really like the idea that whatever you're trying to do, whether it's combat or thinking through a problem or whatever, so long as you can justify it, you can, roll you can use it. anything and I use like anything that. to add to your role. You do, like, some things, I imagine there's situations where you would be forced to just say, no, you, you can't do that. That's mm-hmm. stupid. You can't use your bike to try and pick a lock. <laughs> Although, if you snap off one of the spokes. Yeah, okay. So you can, as long as you can justify it, you can roll for it. You can do anything you want, so long as you can justify it. I like that. There we go. What are we doing next time, Stephanie? Uh, We're going to do skeletons. It's another two-person one. Is it going to be fun like this? Is it going to be fun, lighthearted silliness? Probably not. It's probably going to be really sad. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. You ready to cry about some skeletons? No. Are you ready for me to cry about some skeletons? Yeah. I, I am ready. And I look forward to that. <laughs> uh, how easy is it to get this? Really easy. I got it through, you know, drive through RPG. Yeah. Which is pretty much that drive through RPG is going to come up a lot <laughs> on this thing. It's available there, and you can buy a PDF. I bought the hard copy because I really like having physical things. If you don't want the hard copy, I think it was something like. Only three dollars for the PDF, oh, but, wow. but about seven or eight dollars if you wanted the hard copy as well. And what surprised me because this is uh, print-on-demand stuff, right? Yeah. And I've bought print-on-demand stuff before, and it's taken months for it to get there, yeah. which is fair enough because they're probably waiting till they've got a certain number of orders before they do it. So I don't know whether these guys are just really efficient or I was just lucky, but I ordered this. And I received it about three weeks later. That's amazing. So this one was made in 2017. Right. Uh, that's when it was published. They did release one this year called Mall Razor. Oh, wow. So I think it's a Hellraiser. Amazing. <laughs> Parody. Well, we will get hold of this because I love these guys. I think it's such a silly and such a fun thing. And I imagine Moral Razor will be using the same system or a very similar. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, maybe they've uh, jigged it around a little, but I think this would be really fun to play with, like a middle schooler. To oh, be so honest. like yeah, so like, like a, a kid. Mauv. Uh, Mauv E. Mauv E. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I did scroll inside this book. That's okay. You bought it. Oh, You're yes, allowed to. That's true. But um, And also, you'll see in the photos to do with this episode and that, but it's a really attractive cover it's as really well, cute, isn't it? It's really cute, yeah. 
It looks a bit like E.T. It does. I, I suspect I think it's very just intentionally. <laughs> and they've got a movie maker in the back, so you can, uh, as well as a few pre-written, well, by pre-written, you're given like about three paragraphs. Okay, and... so is that a roll your own movie maker? Yes. Okay, let's roll a movie maker. For anyone who gets movie night, let's roll a, a game for them to play. Okay. First of all, we're going to roll the setting. Three. The Big Apple. Okay. Huntsburg, Texas. The Big Apple. Huntsburg, that's not the Big Apple. Okay. Now roll for a bad thing. Three. Nazi scientist. Oh dear. Okay. Now roll for a motivation. Two. To enslave the town. No, not Texas. Complication? Two. Everyone is in on it. Oh dear. <laughs> and a companion. Four. But there's a mighty warrior helping you out. So, if you get movie night and you want to play, remember that you are in the Big Apple and you are fighting a Nazi scientist who wants to enslave all of the Big Apple. And, dun-dun-dun, everyone is in on it! (laughs) But don't worry, you have a companion, a mighty warrior. Amazing. Do you want to roll again to try and get one which isn't Nazi-based? That isn't just, it doesn't sound like... (laughs) The old, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, let's try. So let's roll for one. Okay. For everyone to play. Give me a setting. Five. A magical kingdom far, far away. Two. The bad thing is a nightmare beast. One. The motivation is to plunge the world into darkness. Three. The complication is you only have one night. And six. But your companion is a magical creature. That sounds really fun. So, that... if you're playing movie night and you want to um, play a game, could you please play and let us know how it goes, right? You are in a magical kingdom far, far away. But wait, a nightmare beast has come to plunge the world into darkness. And you only have one night to stop it. Thankfully, you and your faithful companion, a magical creature are going to save the day. So, take your choice. Do you want to use a magical creature to save a magical kingdom from a nightmare beast? Or do you want to save America from itself? That was really fun. It was very fun. Yeah, I think I, I think I would like to try playing that with more people. Mm-hmm. I think it worked really well as two people. It did. Although with the, the problem with two players, which we didn't have in Business Wizards, but we had in this... You've got no one to bounce off. You've mm-hmm. got plenty of NPCs to interact with, but it's always nice when you can, even if there's just one other person, you go, what yeah. should we do? Oh, I don't know. And share in the, because in this game, we'll have edited In it this out. game, it kind of felt like, am I allowed to do this? Yeah. It felt a lot like me telling a story in this one. Like you gave me the prompts, but I was telling the story in this mm-hmm. one. Which is kind of it what was it still should fine. be. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, there we go. That was movie night. Let us know what you think. And most importantly, let Peter Frame know what you thought. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Another Here. Reach out and let us know how we're doing and suggest an RPG for us to play on future episodes. You can find us online at Another Here Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Please leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks. Another Here was devised and performed by Stephanie Chadwick and Gregory Aikman. The theme tune was by Ian Bogart. Any additional music was all taken from freesound.org.
and Safeways are currently running a two for one special on garlic. You know, just in case.